Hello friends, welcome to Medicine, Marriage, and Money podcast, the only podcast for physicians who want to achieve marital interdependence and financial freedom together. In this podcast, you will learn how to show up as the best version of yourself so that you can love intentionally and build a more financially savvy relationship with your spouse. And I am your host, a physician mom, a doctor's wife, and a relationship coach and high-performance coach, Dr. Thank you for joining me. If you're on Instagram, if you're on Facebook, remember to mute yourself if you guys come in. I need to learn how to actually mute people when they come in. Myself. I know there's a I know there's like a, a way to do that. Okay, so you guys, three years ago, if there was a program like this, I would have been the first to sign up. So I just want you guys to know uh, you're going to get a lot out of today because we're going to go over the predictors of divorce. And there are six. I was recently trained um, at the Gottman Institute uh, how to be a Gottman leader and teach the seven principles for making marriage work course and workshop for couples. And there was nothing like this three years ago. When COVID was kind of beginning and I was like looking for answers, looking how to improve communication in my marriage, um, I think we can all agree that at the beginning of COVID, our lives were all turned upside down. Um, now, you know, we're back to uh, still occasionally masking, right, where we work, but um, at least going out and seeing people and going to parties and doing things. Thank goodness. Uh, but But three years ago, I... I was needing some answers. Okay. I'm just continue to mute yourselves as you come in. So I just want you to think to yourselves, why are you here? Why did you come today? Okay. You know, I came because these principles that I've been learning, all the relationship material I've been studying the past three years, I will tell you, Gottman was one of the first, this is one of the first books I read. Okay, three years ago. And had I known that I could have been a Gottman leader and like started doing this, I would have started doing it. But I chose my own path. I became, I went to life coach school, became certified life coach. And that that's amazing too, right? In its own right. Um coaching physician women for the past um the past few years has been life. I'm just enlightening. So today. Ask yourself again, why am I here? What do you want? What do you want to get out of this today? Set your intention. Because regardless of how many minutes you're here, if you set your intention, you will, you will achieve it at the end of this talk. So could it be that you learned something about yourself that you could improve in your marriage? Could it be that you learned something about your spouse and maybe why they're reacting or responding a certain way? Okay. Uh, could it be that you just want to feel a little bit happier. You want to feel a little less sad, a little less lonely okay, in your relationship. Maybe you want to feel a little bit more understood or want to be a little bit more understanding okay, when, when your husband or wife or partner comes to you. Maybe you want to be healthier. Maybe you want to live a longer life. And I will tell you that does tie in to the six predictors of divorce and to my seminar today. So really, I... What I'm talking about today, this is a three-day series. This is day one. And we're starting with awareness. Okay. 
of the discussion is awareness. And like, why, right? Like, why do this? Like, some of you may be divorced. Some of you may be on your second marriage. Some of you may be ready, right, to start looking again or start maybe another marriage. Or some of you might be on your first one. Okay. Either way, it's okay. You've come to the right place. Okay. What I don't, you know, what I bet you most of you are here for is because you don't want to end up getting divorced for the first time or the second time or the third time, right? Why? Well, because it's emotionally taxing. It's emotionally devastating. If you've ever been through a crazy harsh break breakup, right? Divorce, you know, it's not like even if you both want to leave the relationship, it's not sunshine and daisy. It is emotionally like you're in a depressive state. Okay. The other thing is it's expensive. <laughs> you know, at Medicine, Marriage and Money, we do talk about finances. It can cost a million dollars. And that's just the first part, right? Then you've got to take into a fact that you're going to be living in a separate houses. Your kids may be going back and forth. You'll be paying child support, whatever. It can delay your financial freedom, your financial independence, if that is one of your goals. They're 25 years. And that was a, a blog post, non-related, that I read. The physician philosopher, he actually calculated the cost of a divorce for a physician couple. So that's why we're, that's why I would say some of you guys are here. So you come up with that idea in your head, set your intention and let's get started. Stay to the end. If you want to hear more about the actual program that I'm going to be teaching in January, this is my, the couple's guide. I have a leader's guide. So stay to the end and I'll explain more about that. If that's something you're interested in, this is going to be super fun and life-changing for real. Today, I want to focus on the six predictors of divorce. Okay. These, this was studied by John Gottman. So Dr. John Gottman, um, he is a, he's a phenomenal, phenomenal author, researcher, professor, he he started researching marriages back in the 70s. Okay, Let, I'm just going to give you a really quick history of where this material is coming from because I know a lot of you here are physicians and as physicians, we're very evidence-based. Okay, I'm married to a radiation oncologist. We are very evidence-based in this household. Okay, and he was definitely an epidemiologist in infectious disease in his past life. So he started researching marriages in the 70s when therapy, marriage therapy, marriage counseling, which this is not, this is psychoeducation, but marriage therapy consisted of both couples, but the what the 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 partners coming to the room and airing their grievances. Stan, I hate when you never leave the toilets, put the toilet seat down. Well Susan, I hate that you're always forgetting to gas the car up and I have to go every week, right? Because it's the needle is flying to empty, right? And then they would like bang each other over the heads with the mallet. I'm not even kidding. Doctor, I listened, I listened to a lecture. John Gobby himself told us this. This is what therapy, marriage therapy used to be. And he was actually having a very, very hard time uh, in his relationship. He couldn't figure it out. It's actually him and also his best friend, one of his professors. They could not... They couldn't get it together. So, and as professors and researchers, they decided it was going to be their life, their life mission 
to study marriages. Okay. This is what they're So they created the love lab, like little bed and breakfast. Of course there was like TV crew, like they wanted to be a romantic setting, but they had TV crews and cameras. They had heart monitors, blood pressure cuffs, like whole socks. They would test your urine during and after arguments. Um, talk about romance, right? And they did, they've been doing this for 40 years. I mean, they've, they've been for decades, they've been researching marriage. And so when I say these are the six predictors of divorce, this isn't something that I dreamt about last night or like, chicken scratched on my napkin because sometimes I do that. Sometimes I get ideas in the middle of the night and I have to write them down and I come and I show, I share them with you guys, whether it's on my Facebook lives, or my podcasts, or in my, um, my, my Instagram and Facebook posts, but this is not this, this, these are actual real scientific research. So let's begin. Number one, number one predictor of divorce is the harsh startup. Okay. And again, remember the topic of this day one is awareness. So I just want you guys to listen to when I explain what a harsh startup sounds like and think to yourself, do I have a harsh startup in my, in my marriage? Am I the one doing that? Okay. So it could, it could look something like this. You are so disconsiderate. You are so disrespectful when you come home late every single day. You say you're going to be home by 5.30 and you're not even home until 7.30 every single night. The dinner is cold, like blah, 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 okay? You are so disrespectful. Um, what would be, you know, and that would be like, instead of saying, I'm just so lonely. I'm so angry, right? It's, you are so... It's, and it's exactly like it's right when they get home. Okay. Imagine yourself walking in the door. You've had a grueling 10, 12 hours of clinic. You walk home, the laundry's on the floor, the dishes are overflowing in the sink, your kids are going bananas, or they're glued to the TV and you don't want them to be, or they're gaming and they haven't even eaten. And then they're claim, complaining because they're starving. And it's 7 30. And your partner, you don't know how long they've been there, but they've been there longer than you because their car was parked in the driveway. And they're sitting down there on the sofa watching whatever it is with the kids. And you say, you are so lazy. The second you walk in the door, there's no greeting. There's no hello. There's, you walk in the door. You haven't seen each other in 24 hours, 12 hours. You are so lazy, okay? That's what a harsh startup looks like. And that's the, the first predictor. So I just want you to think when that happens in your house, does that happen in the morning when you first woken up? Do you start with, why do you have to be so loud when you get ready in the morning? I'm trying to create peace. Does it happen in the evening? When does it happen for you? Or does it happen through text? Does it happen through email? We're going to emailing each other at work. Say, I mean, me and my husband, we email each other all day long at work. <laughs> I know that's one of the only ways to like communicate with me if we're actually at work. Work email. Okay. Or is it on the phone? Okay. You, he, as soon as they pick up, you're just ripping into them. Okay. Let's just create awareness. Without awareness, 
We can't create change with awareness that provides us the opportunity for growth, okay? Both personal and in our marriage. Okay, the second predictor of divorce is actually a compilation of four of them. So I'm saving that to the end. Those are called the four horsemen. For those of you who have studied John Gottman's work, these are like the most famous, okay, tenants of the predictors of divorce. Okay, so I'm gonna, we're gonna talk about the four horsemen at the very end because I'm just gonna go in a little bit more detail. Uh, I'll just tell you real quick, their criticism, defensiveness, contempt, and, and stonewalling. We'll go back. Okay, we'll go back. I am recording this. So you guys will receive the replay. If you have submitted your email to me via uh, DM or Instagram, Facebook, or if you've downloaded my couples, uh, my medical marriage survival guide, and I already have your email, you'll be getting the replay. So you don't have to take notes. Don't worry if you're driving or what you're doing. That being said, if you're watching on replay, hashtag replay. Okay, so we're going to skip to number three, the third predictor of divorce, because we're going to come back to the four horsemen. So the third predictor of divorce is flooding. Okay, now this goes back to scientific evidence that was collected in the love lab, okay? With the blood pressure cup on, with the, the heart monitor on, with the pulse ox, like all these things that were actually collected during couples arguments, okay? So Dr. Gottman showed that flooding is when you feel so emotionally overwhelmed and stimulated, you can't think. What is that? That's the fight or flight response, okay? Our heart rate jumps up to 100, 120 beats per minute. Our blood pressure increases, okay? We're flush, we're hot, we can't think. You can't think, right? What are you? What are you? What are you in the mode for? You're in the mode to to either attack, like this goes to our primordial brain, okay? And then here we're we're trying to have a conversation or manage conflict with our spouse, and we can't do it. We can't. We can't. We can't coherently understand or create sentences, okay? Maybe it's hyper logic. <laughs> Maybe there's no logic. Either one. Hyper-rational or irrational. Either one is not amazing when you're trying to communicate, okay, with somebody you love. So that's number three, flooding. Number four, number four, body language. Okay. Now I want you guys to, again, create that awareness. Think, when do I have this in my, what do I look like? When I'm managing conflict with my spouse. And again, with the flooding too, do I ever feel that way? Does my mind ever get so cloudy? Do I ever not be able to even make sense of what they're saying or even articulate it? Or like, I I know how I feel, or maybe I don't even know how I feel. And I can't even like respond. I'm so emotionally overwhelmed. When do you feel that way? Is it in the car? Is it when you're talking about the in-laws? Is it when you're talking about finances? Is it when you're talking about meal planning? When is it? Okay. And then I want to, okay, move on to the fourth body language. So think, think about when you're having a conversation. You're trying to talk about something very, very difficult. Maybe it's going to be, you know, Maybe it's going to be 
whether you guys decide to go on a really big 10-year anniversary, spend a lot of money or, or, or use that money towards something else. Like you're deciding, maybe you're budgeting, right? And like budgeting just freezes you up, okay? So maybe usually one person in the couple really wants to talk about it. They want to sit down. They want to go over the spreadsheets. Not usually, sometimes, not all the time. Sometimes they would, they're like, okay, let's just look at how much we have for this 10 year anniversary. Let's look at, you know, how much is going to private school, how much is going coming in, what's going on. Right. And the other one is just like, maybe they're flooded by now. Maybe their body language is just like, what do you look like when you just get in that mode? Maybe it's not finances with you. Maybe it's household, maybe it's uh, household chores. Like you can't get your spouse to help out around the house and you feel like they should. What do you, what do you get? Cause you slump down. Now, body language, let me show you what a, what, what a master's, okay? And Gottman divided the two groups of people, masters and disasters. Masters did not have these six predictors of advi- uh, divorce, not nearly as much, okay? They actually seemed like they enjoyed being together. The disasters they did everything. Okay. So let's go to the masters. So body language, number four, the master, they'd be like this. Oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you nod, head nodding. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like vocalizations, intent, eyes on, eyes on you. Okay. Um, that's what like engaged body language looks like. Okay. Other body language. And we're going to get, we're going to get to that when we talk the four horsemen too. You're slumped down, you know, maybe your hands are on the hips. Okay. Maybe your partner may perceive that as like lecturing. I've actually had a patient. Um, this was several years ago when I was like in residency, be very upset at the rounding team because uh, one of my attendings had her hands on her hips while she was talking to them and they perceive that, right? You just never know how the other person is perceiving your body language. Are you looking somewhere else? Are you looking at your phone? Okay. Are you typing? Are you texting while you're talking? What is that? What does that message send? And when I talk about this stuff, you guys and me too. Okay. When I say people, I'm, I'm you guys, I'm referring to me too. We automatically go to what our spouses are doing wrong. That's just like, that's part of our human brain, okay? So when I'm explaining these things, you're probably, oh yeah, 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 my husband, my wife, they're always texting, they're always going on their phone, I'm trying to talk to them. They're always disinterested, they're never engaged. I want you to stop that, stop, stop, time out. Think about you, think about you. What does your body language look like? Because we're not, your spouse is, or maybe your spouse is here right now, but you are here, okay? So what does your body look like when they come home, when they walk in the door? What does your body look like when they come to you for advice, when they come to you with really upset, or maybe you're just having an argument? What does your body language look like? Because there's the cycle, okay, the cycle that have the perpetual cycle where they, they notice, oh yeah, Kate. She's got her nose buried in her in her hand again. You know, she's got her hand on her forehead. That only means one thing. 
I know what's happening next. The tiger is unleashing, okay? And then they know, and then they prepare for that, right? They read before anything ever happens. And then either explosions or shutting down. So that's four. We're going to move on to five. Five. The fifth predictor of divorce is failed repair attempts. Okay. So what is a repair attempt? A repair attempt is when you're reaching out to your partner. We Gottman calls it bid a bid for connection. Your husband, your wife, your spouse, your partner, they're wanting to, they're wanting some understanding. They're wanting some love. They're reaching, they're grasping. Okay. And you fail to see it. You just don't see it because what do you see instead? You see the anger. You see the tiger. You see the tiger coming out or you see the turtle. Okay. So think about what a bid for connection looks like in your house. When has your partner most recently reached out? And what does that look like? Just creating awareness here. Without the awareness, there's no room for growth. With the awareness, there is. Okay. Number six. Okay, moving on to six, because we still got to go cover those four horsemen. Bad memories. Bad memories and rewriting the past. There goes the saying that it's never too late to rewrite your childhood. Have you heard that? And if so, what does that mean? It's never too late to rewrite your childhood. It's never too late to have a happier childhood. Let's see. It's never too late to have a happy childhood. Something like that. Something like it's never too late, right? Regardless of what trauma went on when you were five, six, seven, eight, 12, 16. I'm going to give you an example. There were two, the, there were these two boys. I learned this actually at a date with Destiny a couple of years ago. There were these two boys. They were both uh, teenagers about to graduate high school. Okay. 18. Brothers, twin brothers. And they had a father who unfortunately was a convicted felon and he was in and out of jail their whole childhood. He was never really present. Okay. He was always stealing cars, looting businesses, going to gas stations. Um, not good things. And one of the sons is stealing cars, joined the neighborhood gang, getting into trouble, okay, lunking out of school, robbing gas stations. The other son is getting all A's, okay. Something his father didn't have the fortune of having had happen to him. He, he will not have happened creating in his life. He was creating all A's. He was applying to colleges. He was actually getting interviews and early acceptance letters from very strong colleges. He wanted to, he had hopes and dreams and aspirations of becoming a lawyer. 
first in his family. Okay. And then somebody goes and asks them, asks both boys. Now, to the boy who's stealing cars in the gang, why, you know, why did you choose this path? Why, why is this what you're choosing to do with your future, with today? And he says, well, you see, my father, this is what he did. So what would you expect? There's really no other way. And then you go to the second son, the son that's getting all A's, that's applying, getting acceptance letters to college, early acceptance letters already. We're going to become a lawyer. And you say, how, how did you choose this? Path? How did you create this path? I mean, I've, I've, I've seen your, your twin brother. I know your family dynamics. And he said, yeah. See what happened to my father? You said what he chose? I mean, there's really, I have no other choice here. And I tell you that story just to emphasize how those twin brothers from the same house, the same year, the same day of birth, rewrote their past to mean completely separate things. One chose to draw on the old, this is the only path for him, is to repeat what he saw. The other chose to use it as an opportunity to learn what he wanted to do, what he wanted to become. And we can do that same thing in our marriage. Okay. We can do that same thing with every conflict we've ever had. And I coach a lot of women physicians, and I will tell you, it's very tough for some of them who have had resentment in their heart for a very long time. When they say this is going to take a really long time, right? What's it going to take a long time to forgive usually, right? To forgive, to get through whatever it is, you know, that they have dealt with the trauma in their relationship. And you have the ability, you have the choice. How do you want to use that? So holding on to bad memories serves no one. It, 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 it destroys the relationship, but more so it gets into your own head. It, it hurts no one more than yourself to have a bad memory. No one more because no one else is living inside of your head. Okay. So rewriting the past. This is real. This is scientific research. This is neuroplasticity. Okay. This is the work based off Dr. Gottman. Okay. Evidence-based. I want to emphasize that because I'm not making this stuff up. I know as physicians, this is very important for us. So now that I've reviewed the six predictors of divorce, I want to go back to the second predictor of divorce because that is the most extensive. That is the most famous, in my mind, the four horsemen, okay? Criticism, defensiveness, contempt, and stonewalling. Before we move on to that, let's just back up to that sixth predictor of divorce I just mentioned, bad memories. And I want you to pause, and I'm going to give you a second to think, 
When, what is the last bad memory you are holding on to? What is the biggest bad memory or conflict in your relationship that you're holding on to? Why? Okay. Awareness. I don't want to delve deep into questions. We'll do that more tomorrow. Okay. When we talk about alternative options, but these six predictors of divorce, but I just want you to be aware. What are those? Okay. So back to the four horsemen, criticism. Okay. Let me just give you an example of what criticism looks like. I've been watching you. Now I'm pretty much perfect, uh, but you're defective. And until you get help, you know, until you receive therapy or counseling or get coaching by Dr. Kate Mangona, then uh, this is not going to work out. Okay. That's a little, that's a little parody. That's like a little exaggeration for emphasis. This is also what it could look like. I have told you a hundred times you can't take the dishes out of the dishwasher and put them straight away when they're all damp. When you put the lid on the Tupperware and the, 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 the water molecules are still there that seals it in, it's going to get mildew by the next day or, or three, whatever. I opened it up however many days later and there was mildew in it. You can't do that. Okay. Always critiquing, right? You cannot, you can't go to, to drop off your clothes at the dry cleaner at that dry cleaner because they will damage your clothes. They cost too much. And, and, you know, what are you like? Why, what is my intention when I tell somebody that the critic as the critic, my intention is not to really talk down. Okay. My, my, my intention is really not to, to damage my relationship in any sort of way. It is, it's actually something I'm doing out of love, believe it or not. And what I'm expecting is appreciation and gratitude. Not funny, right? Think of yourself. Have you been a critic? You know, have you ever been the critic? I'm sure we all have, like we all do. It's okay. I do it too. When do you do it? Notice. And then what are you expecting to return? Oh, yes. Thank you. I'm so glad you pointed that out, Kate. Yes. I'm going to try better next time. No. What do you usually get? You usually get the second horseman. You get defensive, defensive Dave, defensive Diana. Okay. The natural response to criticism is becoming defensive. Well, you know, this is what that looks like. Well, well, you, you don't do such a good job yourself. You know, like I see that the cups are never put back in the cup shelf and they're always put back in the cup drawer or, or you don't do such a good job yourself when it comes to taking care of the car. Your car always looks like you're a slob, a slob mess. I mean, it's like a mess in there. It looks like all the kids just threw up in there today, every day. You know, that's the, the counterattack or it could look like the victim. Like I never do anything right. I can't put the dishes away right. I can't do the laundry right. I can't cook the food right. I might as well do nothing. It's just I can't do anything in my own house. And 
the, the, the disasters, the disasters are so good at both. They can play the counterattack and the victim at the same time. Oh my gosh. Well, if I can't do anything right, I know I can't do anything right. Well, guess what? You can't do anything right either. You know, we might as well live in separate houses. They can do both the victim and the counterattack at the same time. That's just the natural. So when do you become defensive? And I will tell you, I am so in tune. I identify with defensive so much. I've had to work on this one myself. Okay. And we're going to talk about what you can do instead tomorrow. Just to create awareness. When do I become defensive? When we talk about money? When we talk about my dad? When we talk about his mom? Her mom? When we talk about our kids and how they're doing in school? When are we becoming defensive? Okay, the third, the third of the four horsemen, contempt. Oh my gosh, you guys, contempt, contemptuous. This is mockery of your partner, talking down to your partner when you think you are superior. You think you are better. This is the worst. This is actually Dr. Gottman's best predictor of divorce. Number two, four horsemen, the third horse, contempt. And let me tell you, at Ohio University, they actually have done studies on this. When the recipient of the contempt is studied, they have degradation of their immune system. The T cells don't proliferate as well. They've done white blood cell studies on, okay, the T cells don't proliferate as well. And your natural killer cells, your NK cells are not as cytotoxic. So you can't fight off the infections as well. So consider contempt sulfuric acid, not only to your health, but also to your love, not only to your love and your heart, but to your health. Victims or recipients, I should say, but recipients of contempt in their relationship have been proven in scientific studies to have more infectious illnesses. Let me give you an example. Okay, contempt. This is the worst. This is the worst. When somebody you're in an argument with somebody and you stop them to correct their grammar. This is what it looked like. Well, Kate, irregardless of whether you are right or wrong, no, and actually my husband would never say this because his grammar is impeccable, unlike mine. But anyway, <laughs> I don't know. Side note, irregardless of whether you are right or wrong, at least treat me with respect. It's like, wait a second. Wait a second. Um, it's not irregardless. It's regardless. And then, what were you saying again? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I wouldn't catch, I did catch your point. Like, no, that wasn't the point of the conversation, right? I mean, it wasn't a pleasant conversation, but it's correcting somebody's grammar while you're trying to have a conversation, manage conflict together. Okay. This is the, this is another good one. So down in the South, I'm in Dallas, so it's kind of North Texas, but down in the even deeper South, I think they probably say this more often. They have the same. So you can be as contemptuous, as nasty, as harsh as you want about anybody in your environment. You you see somebody who's like not, you're judging, right? You're very judgmental. You're like, oh, 
does she know that she looks like a slut in that outfit? Bless her heart. Bless her heart. So you can say anything that sounds super judgmental, contemptuous. You say, bless your heart at the end. And then all of a sudden you're allowed to say it. That is contempt. Okay. So disasters and masters. Let's go back. The disasters again are always looking for other people's mistakes, the grammar, the critique. Mm. How would you like somebody to follow you around and always point out all your mistakes? Better yet, live with you or sleep in your same bed. Who, who signed up for that? Okay. Now, did your partner sign up for that? Did they sign up for you to be that way? And do you want to be that way? So just create awareness. When was the last time I felt myself superior? I was judging. We, all do it. Don't feel bad. Just create some awareness. Okay. And then the fourth, the fourth horseman, okay, is stonewalling. Stonewalling is like shutting down. Okay. It's an index of an emotional withdrawal. And I gave you this example earlier when we were talking about body language, like when we're in a conversation, even when we're in conflict, even when we're in high tension, um, we're talking about a we're, we're talking about a subject we don't exactly want love to be talking about, right? There's some disagreement. We might like be looking at their eye, nodding our head, maybe okay, open hands, eyes. Stonewalling is stone face, head down, shoulders slumped. No words. Like the silent treatment. That's what some people call it. This is what we don't know. Maybe you're a stonewaller. Maybe you're not. If you're not, usually their heart's beating really fast, 100 beats per minute, and they're shutting down. And this is what they're saying. Okay. Don't, don't say anything. Don't, 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 don't mess this up. Don't make her more angry. Yeah, don't, 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 don't make her more angry. Maybe I should say that. No, no, I don't want to say that. Maybe I should bring up that thing from five years. No, don't bring that up. Okay. Okay. Let's see what time. Oh yeah. Okay. It's getting close to, oh, it's the, the game's coming. Oh, my favorite Netflix series is, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. She won't be able to touch me in 10 minutes. Yeah. Okay. What is that? That's self-soothing. That is a self self-soothing technique. There's a lot going on in the Stonewaller's brain. If you've done it, what's going on in your brain? When do you shut down? I will tell you, it's usually not, let me see if I can sit here for an hour and not say anything or move my eyebrows or blink and watch her get so mad and explode and stomp out of here and ask for a divorce. It's usually not what's going on, okay? Because that would cause usually more anxiety. It's usually a self-soothing technique. And it actually has been shown, Dr. Gottman has shown that um, it's more common in males in a relationship than women. And he's actually studied same-sex couples before too. Lesbians still do it too. Like females do it too in their relation and in, in, in same-sex couples relationships. But 
he has shown in heterosexual couples, the men tends to do it more. Interesting fact. So that is it. That is it for the six predictors of divorce, the four horsemen, and creating awareness. And what I want to, I really want you guys to just figure out how often these are happening, right? Why? Because I don't want you guys to get divorced. Because I want you guys to be happier in your marriage. Because I want to be happier in my marriage. I want to be more understood. I want to be more loving. I want to be more understanding. And I want this for all of you, which is why I became Gottman, a Gottman leader so that I could teach this course. And for those of you who have stayed now 40 minutes into my webinar, thank you. It means so much to me and it should mean so much to you. So please place your hand on your heart and thank yourself for coming, okay, for listening. And if you are interested, this will be life-changing. It is a eight-week course that I'm going to be putting on in January and February every Tuesday night at 7.30, where I invite you and your spouse to come and go through these seven principles. We will do exercises. We will, um, we will not, you do not have to share any personal drama. You don't have to sh share any Nothing that you have to share. Are you allowed to? Yes, you can come. But this is mainly a fun, positive experience for you and your spouse to enhance your friendship, okay, to manage conflict better, to create deeper shared meanings, rituals, all the things in this book. You don't have to read the book. You can, but you don't. Okay, you guys will all get a couple's guide and we're going to work through these activities together. Uh, let's see, I got some questions earlier. I am going to post the link here in the chat box uh, so that you can sign up. I will say that I have had interest already and I have a coupon code as well. Oh, yes, my coupon code. Let me find that for you guys. My coupon code, if you sign up by this week, you get $500 off and the coupon code, as I'm saying that, finding that, I will tell you that if you sign up today, you're going to get free um, complimentary coaching sessions one-on-one -on -one with me. If you sign up tomorrow, you'll get two because this is this course I'm teaching. It's purely psychoeducational. Um, so it's a psychoeducational, so it's not couples therapy. I am not a couples therapist, nor do I want to be at this point in my life. Um, this is psychoeducation. This is fun. This is relationship enhancing, bonding. So if you want to get coaching as well, sign up today. I'll give you three sessions. We can start tomorrow. Um, I work tomorrow, so actually probably we'll start. We'll, we'll find a time to start. And then uh, if you sign up tomorrow, you'll get two coaching sessions with me. And if you sign up Wednesday, you get one. And then if you sign up Thursday or Friday, you get $500 off still. So use the code WINTER50. Okay, So that's capital W-I-N-T-R, all capitals, capitals 50 for the $500 off. And you guys sign up. I mean, 
this we're again, we're holding this in January and February. And I will take questions. If you guys, anybody present has a question for me, put it on Instagram, Facebook, uh, message me in the chat. I'll be sending out emails of this replay later. Reach out to me. I will also be sharing my sales page if you want to read a little bit more about it. Um, but I will tell you if you've ever thought about going to couples counseling or couples therapy, try this first. Try like couples therapy and there's, or try it together. Try it all together, right? I am also a proponent of trying everything that works, especially when you are this far, when you are this committed, when you are still in love, holding on. Okay. And there are lots of amazing exercises for you guys to do here. And I will tell you, you could buy the book and do them on your own, but then when are you going to do it? I've had this book for like four years. When have I sat down and done these exercises with my husband? Yeah. That's why you sign up and you come and you do it with me because we're going to hold you accountable. That's what this is. And you are going to enhance your love maps. You're going to feel more connected. You're going to yell less. Okay. You're not going to be as, you're going to learn how to be less defensive. You're going to not stonewall as much. I want to stop talking. I want to hear from you guys. I know there's uh, several of you still listening on Zoom and a handful of you still on Instagram. I couldn't quite get my um, my Facebook Zoom Live to go on today. I don't know why, because it worked earlier this morning. Um, ah, my husband is traveling for 10 days in January. How will that work with the course? Yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So we're going to be doing the first four weeks of January, the next four weeks of February, Tuesdays at 7.30. I will say if you make most of the sessions, It'll be amazing. And uh, and can he join join remotely? I mean, can you guys join remotely? And then, um, you know, like when we do our breakouts and when we do our little breakout sessions, then we'll just make it work. We'll find out how to make it work. You either guys can FaceTime and do that while all the couples are doing it in their own Zooms together. Um, thank you so much. Yes, go put your kids to bed. Thank you so much for coming. Um, Absolutely. Like we will make this work. And I'm I'm so delighted. I'm so touched. So many of you guys showed up. Like this really shows to me how how big of a need that this is. And and again, how many couples would there be? So no more than 10 couples. No more than 10 couples. That's my my cutoff. So it, I, I want to keep this intimate. Uh, I want to keep this group intimate. Now, when I did the training, they actually recommended, what did they recommend? They were recommended no less than four couples or was it? Yeah. I think they were recommended no less than four and no more than, oh, was it 40? That seems like a lot, but I, th- um, I think no more than 40 because then it would just get like to be too much. So I think um, I would want to do no more than 10 couples and you don't have to share anything, right? Everything, everybody who comes, uh, it'll be confidential, but I will tell you the couples that do come end up wanting to share their contacts. They end up wanting to stay connected because they have so much fun. They do bond and, um, I mean, it's just like, it's just like accountability for life and they end up becoming friends. So great question. Great question. 
Uh, a question I had earlier today was, can I come by myself? You know, my wife doesn't want to come. Uh, and you really, it is super, super recommended that you come um, with your spouse. It's just going to be hard to do. Like you could come, but then we're going to be doing like breakouts where you're doing activities during the the Tuesday night sessions at 730. So the best way to sign up is through the link. Yes, $29.97. You will get the 500 off if you sign up with Winter 50. If you sign up today, you'll get those three coaching sessions and we can start right away um, with me and the, the coaching because coaching is not part of the program, right? Um, and I have my sales page coming out ASAP tomorrow, but that's no reason not to sign up today because I've already got my sales page up and running. So um, I'm ready, y'all. I am ready to have a blast, have fun. I'm thinking this is going to be the new wave. This is going to be like the new uh, Netflix series for physician couples is right here. Like this is where it's going to be at. Like instead of like just going to your cupboard, grabbing your, okay, yes, I'm guilty. Grabbing your Pringles, your chocolate, your wine, going to watch Netflix while you're stonewalling or getting all upset or ruminating about the argument. You're going to come here with me. <laughs> Yay, we've got our first, we've got our first customer to sign up. So I'm just going to encourage you guys. I'm going to be encouraging you. I am going to be, I will even have Q and A's if you want. Um, contact me, reach out to me, ask me, is this for me? I will, I will talk to you. I will, we will talk about it. Okay. I just, I, this is going to happen. I mean, I am telling you, I have been married for eight years. And when I was looking for an opportunity like this three years ago at the beginning of the pandemic, when my husband and I lived in separate spaces because of COVID, because he works with immunocompromised patients all day long. And I work in the hospital with kids who are spreading germs, like they're spreading spark, you know, sparkles and, 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 and goobers all over the place. We didn't know what to do, right? COVID just came out. So we were living separately. He was living in a hotel next to his office. I was living at home with my two kids. I don't think I was pregnant at that time. Well, I stat called my mom to move in with me <laughs> immediately. But I will tell you, I was not happy. We we had masks when we saw each other. Like, right? Like physician couple, what are you supposed to do? We didn't know. It was three years ago. We didn't touch each other. We didn't want to give each other anything we didn't know we had. You know, I was in desperate need of how to communicate, of how to figure out how my partner was processing COVID so differently than I was. And not that we were processing COVID differently, but like he operates differently than I do. And I interpret emotions and feelings so much different than he does. I am an empath. I am a deep, deep, deep feeler of my emotions and everybody's emotions around me. And I don't know if he would consider himself that. Well, you can ask him. You could ask Victor. Um, I needed this. I needed this. And I was fortunate enough to find a women's coaching group that was actually more for body image and working out and eating healthy. Uh, but I joined because that was the only option at that time, three years ago. I joined the first session changed my life. Now that's what coaching can do for you. Okay. And if there was something like this too, 
Oh my gosh. I would have jumped. I would have, no, I would not have jumped off a building. I had a friend who did that recently. It did not go well. I would have signed up. I would have paid $20,000. Did did I tell you guys how much uh, a divorce costs? Yeah. Well, if you go to the physician philosopher, divorce, he has a blog. And I, I think this is on White Coat Investor. I think because the physician philosopher is associated with White Coat Investor, he has this blog post on White Coat, I think. And it's the um, it's a divorce, all about divorce. He did this research. He did these spreadsheets to see how much divorce cost. Okay. Easily for a physician couple, it can cost a million dollars. Easily. Okay. then. That decreased his net worth a million dollars day one, the divorce. His net worth continues to decrease because then they have to do, he has to do child support, he or she, or they. They have to do, um, live in, you know, live in separate places. Now all of a sudden they have to have, they, they, there's just so much more expenses, right? When you're living separately and managing a household separately than when you're living together. There just is. I mean, a reality. So we did the spreadsheet and he showed, because he likes to talk about financial independence, financial freedom, how much longer it would take this physician to reach financial independence, go there, look at it. It was 25 years longer because of the child support, because of how much his net worth decreased and how much less he was able to invest and then get those right dividends and those returns. So I'm not even just, okay, but not like, yes, I'm medicine, marriage, and money, but I'm also all about the emotions, okay? I don't want you to go through anything emotionally devastating unless you have tried everything. Even if you've been divorced before, actually, you guys, the people who I've had on my podcast who have been divorced before usually have the most growth and wisdom when it comes to relationships. And I love that. I've had so many golden nuggets shown on there. If you don't listen to my podcast, you should go right now. No, you should. You want to, medicine, marriage, and money. Um, so much gold dropped by all of the people I've interviewed uh, starting a couple of years ago. This will be life-changing. Okay. I am just talking and talking. I cannot believe you guys are still here. Do you guys want to like turn your videos on? Say hello. Tell me where you're from. I'm... I mean, I'm, I'm guessing that you guys aren't just here with your phone. You accidentally left your phone on. If you actually have other questions or you want me to like coach you right now, I've got, if I've got like five or 10 minutes, I can, I can even coach you on something right now. If not, I know we haven't kind of built up the, um, the trust circle, um, with ourselves yet. So, and just, you know, I am recording this. Oh yeah. So I am recording this. Um, I am on Instagram, but I was unfortunately unable to put this on Facebook. We're going to go figure some stuff out. This is all a learning opportunity. And that's what this is too. This is a learning opportunity. Okay. So anybody who joins, I'm going to give you guys, we're going to buy the, the couple's guide. And then there's also a card deck and it's going to be fun guys. Now, if you're in Dallas, uh, let me tell you why I signed up to be a Gottman leader. The reason I signed up to be a Gotten leader is because I'm, I'm not even joking. A da- my daughter, my three-year-old daughter goes to ballet class with another three-year-old daughter of somebody, a, a mom, 
Okay. A school mom. So mom friends, right? I met her at ballet. I told her I was a, a, a relationship coach or I was a pediatric radiologist. Then she was like, oh, wait, tell me more because she's actually a psychologist, helped her mother run her psychologist business. We've been bonding for the past, I would say three or four months. She has her own improv theater in Dallas called Stomping Grounds Comedy Club. Okay, I've still been just waiting to go to find a good time to go see a show. Every show she's invited me to, I've had something else going on, but I am going to be working with her. So she told me, Kate, take this course, how to be a Gottman leader. And you and me, we're going to hold live improv classes for couples at my theater in Dallas. That's why I took the course. Then once I took the course, I fell in love with the material. And I said, well, I've got to do this for physician couples everywhere, all over America, all over the world, whoever wants to sign up. And I'm going to be able to do it with her in Dallas. Now, the the thing thing that I'm starting with her in Dallas, those are going to be Monday nights. Um, And we don't have all the details smashed out yet, but um, everything I do at her, it's going to be have an improv spin and it'll be, uh, it'll be something I can't do elsewhere because it's her company, right? So it's a nonprofit organization. It'll be intellectual property of the Stomping Grounds Comedy Club, which is totally cool. I'm still able to have these workshops for you guys. So thank you so much for coming. Oh my gosh, Veronica, Priyanka, Franklin, Rika, Priscilla, you guys see it on to the very end. I see so many people have joined on Instagram. I'm just going to thank you guys. Dr. Manisha, uh, let's see, physician contracts, Dr. Brittany, let's see, Fida, MD, Gabby, Ruby, Dr. Lee. Oh my gosh, one of my best friends, brother-in-laws came. Thank you so much for coming. Okay. Okay, guys, it is time to end this webinar. Oh, these principles apply to all marriages. Oh, yes, all marriages. Why just physician couples? Because that's I because I'm in a physician couple. Um, oh yeah, Priyanka, are you are you asking because you're not a physician? Um, it's not just for visit like. I'm kind of my, uh, I've always coached uh, women physicians, some men physicians. That's just what I've been doing the past few years. So that those are the people who tend to follow me. They're, they're in my audience. Um, I actually have coached this past uh, year, though. I have coached some lawyers, uh, some accountants, some teachers, some PAs. So um, it's just, it's just who, who read my stuff. Who listen to my stuff. So yes, absolutely. These these principles apply to everyone. Okay, the, the doctor Doctor Gottman is um, it did not just research physician couples. So wonderful question, though. Wonderful question. Okay, guys. Well, everybody have a good night, and thank you so much for joining. Hand on your heart again. Thank you so much. Thank yourself for coming. Okay.
If you are finding the concepts I teach in this podcast useful and want more in-depth, personalized support for your relationship, consider this your invitation to join me in creating the most connected and intimate relationship with your spouse that you could dream of. Go to www.medicinemarriageandmoney.com right now and download my 18-page Medical Marriage Survival Guide and Workbook at no cost to you. It has been known to decrease fighting, rumination, and grudges between your loved ones. If you want to take it a step further, really enhance the joint connection in all of your relationships, including those most intimate and dear to you, sign up for a discovery call by clicking contact us and book a free consultation. Thank you for leaving a five-star review and for telling your friends about the podcast. You have the power to improve someone else's life simply by sharing and reviewing this podcast. Much love to you and your spouse. You are exactly where you need to be in this moment.